0: is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. Catch you up on how things went in BYU's press conference yesterday with Kalani Sitake. We'll get some of his comments for you on the show today. We'll also talk about former Cougars and the pros, how they performed in the weekend in the NFL and elsewhere. And of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A number of weekly awards handed out yesterday by the West Coast Conference. conference. We'll cover all of it for you on today's podcast. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough once again for their continued support of this podcast. With all of that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for November 12th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU Insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I want to thank you guys once again for downloading this show on a Tuesday. We aim to be your daily stop for all things BYU Sports news, keeping you up to date each and every day. Use your smart speaker or your smartphone to catch up with the show. Make it real easy on yourself. All you gotta do is tell it play podcast locked on cougars, and that way you always stay up to date with all the latest in BYU Sports. Let's kick things off today and talk a little bit about BYU football. Of course, Mondays during the football season are when Kalani Satake holds his weekly press conference down there in Provo at the student athlete building. And this week, an interesting week. It's senior week, senior day on Saturday as BYU takes on Idaho State, the final home game of the season for the Cougars. And there'll be 19 seniors being honored on Saturday afternoon as the Cougars take on the Bengals. And Kalani Sitaka, let's put it this way, straight up front, he made it very clear that this week is not about anything other than the senior class.
1: No, all the energy is focused on getting the win for the seniors and their last game in Lavelle Stadium, so we're not even worried about that other stuff. Just trying to go 1-0 and this week and what do, do you- it for the seniors.
0: There you go, Kalani Satake, and very simple and straight to the point, but he also talked a little bit about what this senior class has done for him as a head coach. It's a mixture of guys who signed in the recruiting class just before he became head coach, and also the guys who were in his official first uh, recruiting class as head coach, and he talked a lot about what they have meant to him during his four years as head coach to this point in his coaching career.
1: Yeah, I've, we've been able to work a lot together in the last few years, you know, being able to establish the culture and working really hard on getting those guys' feedback. And, and you know, I think they've seen the leadership that the guys have gone through. I mean, I, I look at the guy like Diane Gonwolek, who, who wouldn't say a word when I first got here. He just, That was just his style. Now he's a vocal leader for us, and I think that happens naturally, but it's just really cool to see him find his voice. And guys like him and others that have stepped up, and the quiet leaders like Talent Shumway and others that have done some really good things for us it's just it's just uh, been a lot of fun it went by really quick and I know they put a lot of hard work into establishing the team that we are right now and looking forward to to seeing what they've done in the future you know their hard work and sacrifice for the the future of this program so this week will be focused on those the seniors and sending them out the right way and having you remember your last game your senior year I I remember mine and so these guys will remember it and want to make sure they have good memories of it.
0: Culture, man. Kalani Satake, that is a buzzword for him, and it's not a bad thing, but he has done a lot of work to implement a culture into the BYU football program that he believes can succeed. And the senior class, obviously, a big part of that, as they've kind of been the torchbearers for that, and they want to make sure that they go out on a high note. Obviously, uh, Idaho State is a lesser opponent, an FCS level opponent who has a losing record on the season. They've lost, I believe, four or five straight games coming into this one. But Kalani Satake refuses to um, overlook the Bengals and obviously you can't overlook any opponent even if they are a lower division team and he talked a lot about, about about Idaho State the Bengals and what they'll bring on Saturday as the two teams square off.
1: They put up a lot of yards, even last week. I think you know they only had the five points or whatever against Eastern Washington, but they had a lot of yards still. So they averaged about one hundred sixty in the run game and two hundred forty yards in the passing game. So that that's 400, 401 yards of average per game. And so uh, last year, I, mean, I know that they were putting up a lot of points a lot of stats and so you know their coaches are really real experienced that they have that connection to missoula to montana and things like that so for us we're going to respect every opponent that we go against but this week we got to be really focused on things that we need to improve on and make sure that we're playing at our best and doing it for the seniors
0: There you go, Kalani Satake, and a lot of yards put up by Idaho State. Rob Fennessey is a coach we had on the podcast earlier this summer. He's a guy who's an offensive minded coach. He's done a good job to implement a new culture up there in Pocatello. But Idaho State's still a little bit lackluster in terms of overall talent. Uh, They're not uh, the best team in the big sky. They got absolutely pummeled by Eastern Washington last week. They still have to face Weber State. They got beat by Southern Utah earlier this season, and Utah obviously. Uh, worked them pretty good in the second game of their season earlier this year. So Idaho State's had a rough go of things this season, losing multiple games in a row here of late. But BYU, I think this is a good chance for them to get a lot of guys action. A lot of seniors who have not seen a lot of game time this year. Get them a chance to play and just send them out on a high note. That's the biggest thing. You're going to be bowl eligible after this, but Kalani Satake, like we mentioned earlier, does not want anything taking away from the fact that it's senior day for his seniors as he knows that senior day is something you remember forever as a college football player. Um, one other note before we move on and talk, former Cougars and the Pros, is that Kalani Satake, BYU is tied for the nation's lead in the most freshmen played this season with 13. Purdue is tied with the Cougars for the most with 13 freshmen who have played this year. Uh, last year, BYU also played a ton of freshmen, and, and it's something that with a young program, a young overall program, I guess I should say, where you have a lot of guys who are underclassmen, it's going to happen naturally. But Kalani Satake is is proud of the fact that he has freshmen contributing in meaningful roles simply due to the fact that it means his talent evaluation process that his team has used has paid off.
1: We have some really good freshmen that, that have stepped up and, and earned the right to be on the field and then some others, uh, there's guys that have been kind of forced to be on the field because of the depth chart and injuries and things like that but it just shows that our evaluation is working for these guys and, and there's a lot of guys that we're evaluating that are playing as freshmen and sophomores that didn't get a lot of attention and the fact that we are able to develop them a little bit in, in, the, in the weight room and on the field and they're just kind of late bloomers and so we'll keep taking those guys and I'm glad we have a coaching staff that can evaluate that because as You can see recruiting is not an exact science, but development usually, usually works out pretty well for us.
0: There you go, Kalani Satake, and he does take it as a feather in the cap that their evaluation is on with most of these guys, and their developmental program is also paying off in dividends, and you can see it. BYU next year, they probably face the toughest schedule to date in independence. Uh, I look at next year's schedule, and I see maybe two at most gimmies on that schedule, one of them an FCS game against Northern Alabama. It's just not an easy schedule, but the good news is, is all the talent that BYU has cultivated over the last couple of years should be upperclassmen at that point. And by extension, that normally means you're going to have a better team. And I don't know that's going to result in a magical 10-plus win season next year against one of the stoutest, if not the stoutest, schedule you've ever put together in FBS Independence. But it is something that you can. Uh, tip your cap to as a coaching staff and go out on the recruiting trail and say, young man, I understand that you might be undersized or you're not necessarily fit for the position you're playing in high school, but come here to BYU, play in the position we have envisioned for you, and you will have success. It's something that they can use absolutely on the recruiting trail, and it's something that I think BYU needs to point to more as they continue to recruit and develop talent. Just let these young men know we can develop you. We can make you into a, a pro caliber player. And they need to start having some guys go to the pros that were those guys they have developed and I think they will in the next year or two. But I think it's something you can tip your cap to and use it use that on the recruiting trail as you move forward. So there you go. Some of my some of the recap from Kalani Sitake's full press conference. You can listen to the entirety of the press conference if you 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 want. Go to 1280thezone.com. You can hear his thoughts on uh, everything else that we did not cover on today's podcast. Uh, Coming up here in just a minute, we're going to catch up with former Cougars and the pros, how they performed over the weekend in the NFL. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you guys about our good friends over at Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union is the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars and can't thank them enough for their continued support of this great podcast. They're asking right now. What is your focus? What's your why? They're also asking, have you considered refinancing your home loan to save yourself some money and put that right back into your passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard, guys. I know that you think, oh, that's a lot of paperwork. It's a headache, etc. I'm currently going through the process myself, and I can tell you this much. It's actually not as hard as you might think, but it can save you a significant chunk of money. Give DFCU a chance to talk to you about your financial situation. They'll find the right loan for you, whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're trying to find your dream home, You've got investment properties. Regardless of where you're at, Deseret First Credit Union can help you get in the right financial situation and the right home loan for you. Give them a call 801 456 7070. That's 801 456 7070. Or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less, guys. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. Alright guys, catching up as we do normally on Tuesdays with former Cougars and the pros, let's start off with Jamal Williams and played in that snow globe game that the Green Bay Packers played in at Lambeau Fields, with the snow coming down they won the game 24-16 to uh, BYU's Jamal Williams averaged 4.8 yards per rush for 63 total yards on 13 carries in that win, Aaron Jones, his backfield running mate, got all the glory in this game though, getting all three touchdowns uh, Jamal getting skunked in terms of touchdowns, but he had an absolute classic moment yesterday during media availability. Here's what he had to say about a reporter's question. I kind of of, sort of kind of got confused. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie to you halfway through your question. I stopped listening. Stop paying attention halfway through. Way to go, Jamal, and he is one of a kind. He will speak his mind on anything, and I don't think anybody out there can get mad at a young man like that. He is just having the time of his life. He's living a dream playing in the NFL, and it's just awesome to see. Other players in the pros, Daniel Sorensen led the Chiefs in tackles in their 35-32 loss against the Tennessee Titans. He had six tackles, three of them assisted in that loss. The Chiefs are off to a 6-4 start this season, looking to rebound a little bit as they try to regain the form that they showed last season as they made a run in the playoffs. We'll see if they're able to regain that. Michael Davis, a fellow defensive back in the NFL, playing for the Los Angeles Chargers. They lost 26-24 to the Oakland Raiders Thursday night. Uh, Davis in that game had a pass breakup and four tackles in the loss. Uh, Both Sorensen and Davis are going to square off next Monday night as the Chargers take on the Chiefs in an AFC West clash. Kyle Van Noy had a bye this past week for the New England Patriots, who are off to an 8-1 start. There are playing at the Philadelphia Eagles this coming Sunday afternoon. They'll be back in action looking to move it to 9-1 on the season. Taysom Hill completed a pass to Michael Thomas for 17 yards in the New Orleans Saints. 26-9 loss to the Atlanta Falcons. He also carried the ball once for 11 yards and had a catch for a 3-yard gain. All of that, of course, Going into his uh, Swiss Army nature, I don't ever, I don't know if we're ever going to see Taysom Hill get a full-time opportunity at quarterback in the NFL. But regardless, to see him contributing meaningfully for the New Orleans Saints is just a fantastic thing. I think that the Saints. Are more than content to use him in a myriad of roles and fashions, and he's okay with it as well because he's absolutely thriving. Plain and simple, he is thriving in the NFL, and it's awesome to see. Harvey Longy in the New York Jets in the battle for New York beat the Giants thirty-four uh, to twenty-seven. Longy had one tackle as a tackle for loss in that victory, so congratulations to Harvey Longy. Both of the Kafusi brothers, Corbin and Bronson, remain on the New York Jets practice squad. Here's hoping as the season comes down the home stretch, the final five, six games, that they can get on the field and contribute. We'll see if they're able to get called up to the active roster. I would expect that Bronson will be before Corbin as Corbin is making a position change to offensive tackle. Uh, Fred Warner and Ezekiel Ansaw squared off in a wild Monday night football game last night, and if you didn't see this game, you missed out. Holy smokes. Back and forth it went. Seemed like each team had multiple opportunities to win it, multiple turnovers, just all kinds of stuff going on. Fred Warner was an absolute star for the San Francisco 49ers, leading the team, or tied for the team lead with total tackles for 10, nine of them solo. He added 2 sacks, which brings us Career total to four. He had two entering the night. He had three tackles for a loss, a pass breakup, as well as two quarterback hits. Just a truly impressive effort for Fred Warner. He led San Francisco despite the 27-24 overtime loss to the Seahawks. We also saw Ziggy Ansaw on the field in a limited role for the Seattle Seahawks in the win. Didn't record any stats of note on it, but it's good to see him back out on the field. Jadavian Clowney, his ba- his defensive line running mate, the two-star pass rushers. Clowney had an absolutely monster game, and that probably limited in a p- in part Ziggy Ansah's. Record. He's more of a bit player at this point, and hopefully he's able to take on a more full-time role at some point. But as it stands right now, not in the cards for Ziggy Ansah, despite the Seahawks getting the win. And I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan, so that kind of sucked. But that's just another point. And listen to Locked On 49ers, by the way. They do an incredible job covering the 49ers top to bottom. Uh, Brian Peacock does a great work covering the, the Niners. The entire Locked On NFL uh, podcast network does a great job as well so check that out alright coming up here in just a minute we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news weekly awards being handed out by the west coast conferences they normally are on a Monday we'll recap those for you here in just a second before we do that though reminder that Manscaped is number one in men's below the belt grooming get 20% off from free shipping with a promo code locked on at Manscaped.com. Alright guys, a bevy of other BYU news to cover for you before we go on today's show. Let's start off with women's soccer. They earned the number 8 overall seed. It's a 2 seed in the NCAA tournament which begins this coming Friday. They will host the first round as they will host Boise State Friday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time at Southfield. BYU traditionally under in this tournament because the NCAA, for whatever reason, will not give BYU the respect they deserve. But good to see them get a 2 seed this year. There was no real chance that they were going to get really super under because they were undefeated on the year but still under considering they were undefeated on the season so all the same BYU will be looking to make another run as they take on Boise State this Friday and looking to advance they're in the bracket that if they were to advance all the way they would face Stanford who is the number one seed in their part of the bracket we'll see uh, how it all shakes out but I think that BYU women's soccer should be th- thinking we can make a final four run here at the very minimum maybe a run to the National championship. They have been absolutely lights out this season. Uh, yesterday, the West Coast Conference named Elise Flake as the West Coast Conference Player of the Week in women's soccer. The senior forward is just absolutely tearing it up. She scored a goal in both of BYU's games last week while adding a pair of assists while leading the Cougars to their second consecutive WCC championship and an undefeated regular season. Awesome to see the Mapleton native. She is, I think they said, fifth all-time in BYU goals scored in women's soccer. It's just awesome to see and congrats to her on the women's volleyball side of things. Mary Lake, who set the career record for digs in a BYU uniform, one of the most exciting players in BYU's, uh, great women's volleyball program just seems like she has a, she's having the time of her life let's put it that way mary lake was named west coast conference player of the week for her efforts last week the all-american and us national team member became the cougars all-time digs leader uh, finishing with a season high 21 digs in their win at santa clara last week as well with seven assists and an ace in the victory she now has 1815 career digs placing her fifth all-time and fourth in the rally scoring era in wcc history Congratulations to Mary Lake. It'll be kind of sad to see her go when her career is over in a BYU uniform, but still awesome to see her doing great things. One final note on the men's golf side of things is that senior golfer Peter Kest was named co-winner of the Ben Hogan Award October Golfer of the Month Award Monday, Monday awesome to see. He shared the honors with Christopher Goderup of Rutgers. He posted a 68.56 stroke average in the month of October, recorded three top 10 finishes. He won the Nick Watney Invitational after shooting a course record or the, a tournament record minus 13. Tied for fourth at the Jerry Pate Intercollegiate and finished 10th at the Pacific Invitational. He's the 2018-19 defending West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Probably should win that award again this year, barring something unforeseen happening, and he's probably on his way to a great pro career if I have my druthers I think he's absolutely going to be the next great BYU golfer to make it on the PGA Tour just absolutely a phenomenal golfer and Bruce Brockbank has done a great job working with him to develop his talent so congratulations to Peter Kest on that Ben Hogan Award, Golfer of the Month Award for October. Alright, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found, so please download, subscribe. Also give us a favorable rating and review. Those star reviews are worth their weight in podcast gold and help get the word out about the podcast. Also follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. You also can weigh in with your thoughts via email by dropping us a note at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow with interviews, insight, opinion, everything you have come to expect from this podcast that we cover the BYU Cougars daily on. We'll catch you then. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 12th, 2019.